0: By the time of Christ, what began centuries before as the giving of ten commandments that God gave his people through Moses, the number had increased to 613. Ufta. We can only imagine how overwhelming that may have felt to many of these Jewish people and how that might have been confusing to juggle all those laws. And so it's no wonder that sometimes the question would be, what is the greatest? The human spirit yearns for simplicity, for something to focus itself when life is overwhelming. For us, it's a little bit different. For us, it's not so much around laws, although they play a very important part of our life. For us, it's about our responsibilities, our commitments, our obligations, all the different relations and activities that continually pull us in many different directions. Which is why it is a very common experience of ours to feel scattered, to lose our perspective, at times to feel lost and confused. And we can be so focused on the details that we can forget and lose sight of the bigger picture. Is there something unchanging amidst all the changes of our life that we can anchor ourselves? Is there a simple light of truth that we can focus on that illuminates the purpose of everything else that can guide us Through all the various opinions, ideas, and voices that continue to clamor. This is why this question that is asked to Jesus by the scribe is so important. What is the greatest work of my life? What should I focus on more than anything else? And Jesus says, the first and greatest commandment, to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. And basically what that means is for you and I to love God with absolutely everything that we are. And then the second, although not greater than the first, is next in importance. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. In teaching this, Jesus is clearly showing that the greatest thing in you and in me is our God-given capacity to love. It also reveals that the love of God, the love of myself, and the love of my neighbor, that all three are necessarily interconnected. You can't leave one of them out. But And here Augustine reminds us that there is an order to God's wisdom in this teaching. Augustine says that if I am to properly to love myself and therefore to love my neighbor as myself, I must first love God above all things. And that first commandment implies, it's not stated here, but it implies that we are experiencing on a daily basis the amazing, unchanging, personal love of God for you and I. God's love is always first. Our love is always a response. This is what reveals what is greatest in us and therefore what will ultimately and most deeply fulfill our hearts. It's what makes us most like God. And yet here is precisely where you and I experience Our greatest challenge, some of our deepest struggles, because this reveals as well why the whole world needs a Savior, a Redeemer. Because in the very place of my greatness, what makes me most like God is where I experience that I am a fallen human being, that there's something broken inside of me and I cannot fix it, try as I might. And if I could express my frustration before the Lord in his mercy allowed me to understand The wisdom that Jesus is teaching. If I could express the frustration that I kept feeling in my heart, it would would go something like this Why can I not love as I desire? Why, no matter how hard I try, do I so quickly and repeatedly? Fall into being proud, selfish, mean spirited, lazy, jealous, and critical of others. And especially when love is difficult, costly, inconvenient, requiring an apology or forgiveness, patience or forbearance, why do I even feel more weak? And limited. Is there a way to be free from the bondage of the anger and resentment and bitterness in my life that always seems to get the upper hand? Is it possible to stop holding grudges that can last for days and sometimes weeks Is it possible to open my hard heart once again and to open it longer? This is a little bit of my frustration at different periods of my life. And I bet you my experience is very similar to yours. I shared with the rest of the fallen human race a tendency, and I'm aware of it even to this day, a tendency to try to seek happiness in popularity or pleasure, to seek happiness in the acquisition of material things when increasing my control and power over others, Or even over my own life. But in every attempt to try that, there's the infallible desire of my heart, that deep desire for happiness that is always saying the happiness that you desire will only be found in love. Only in love. And yet, I didn't realize how necessary was putting the love of God first. And so I was just trying harder and harder to love my neighbor. Of course, especially my closest neighbors, my family. And I was failing miserably. And when my failures would lead to a crisis, God for me was a 911 God. When my failures would lead to a major crisis, I'd go, Oh God, please help me. I'd pick up the phone and call God. And then, of course, when the crisis went away, click, I'd just hang up on God and, and then just try to do it myself for as long as I could. It changed for me when I realized, with the help of a beautiful lay community, that I needed to know first how God loved me. And my dear friends, we all know this, that love of God for us needs to first be experienced in the form of mercy in the form of mercy to come and redeem and to forgive and to heal all the different areas of sin and weakness that keep narrowing and constricting my capacity to love. And that this opening to mercy needs to be done on a daily basis. When I started to do this, my capacity to love was able to grow for the first time. And I began to know joy, a joy I had never known before for the first time. And I realized that I was made for love, to be loved and to give love. And the game changer was how I learned to connect deeply with the source of love. No wonder I couldn't give it to myself or to another human being. I was not deeply connecting to God, the source of the love that I didn't have in my fallen condition. And how greatly... Did it change? When, for example, I discovered the love of Jesus given powerfully in every communion and how blessed all these Catholic Christians were who every Sunday and for some every day of the week, they could come and receive the love of Jesus unto death being poured into their hearts during Holy Communion. And that changed me and increased my capacity to love or going to adoration. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad that the Lord has given us this adoration chapel. I, I, my life is anchored in the Eucharistic heart of Jesus. What a blessing it is to come and to talk to Jesus about our struggles to love to allow that encounter to heal and to strengthen and to set free i don't know what i would do without it now that i got used to it and then to learn how to pray with the heart because the table prayers that i learned as a child they were not cutting the mustard <laughs> they were not enough but to learn that all throughout the day and at special moments of the day, I could open my heart to the Father, to the gift of the Spirit, and to be renewed in how God looked at me with love, to experience the tender, merciful love of God on a daily basis. How can you and I forgive other people 70 times 7 if we are not experiencing the mercy of God a thousand times, a thousand times. How can I stop beating myself up and being critical of myself and feeling like I'm worthless unless I'm opening myself to the gaze of God upon my life? who affirms my belovedness and my identity as a child of God. How can I stop feeling like I'm worthless and being hard on myself and therefore hard on others? You see, my friends, we can't give what we don't have. And that's why this Eucharist today Loom so large, where Jesus wants to remind us how deeply you and I are loved, even in our weaknesses and our struggles. It's receiving that that will allow us to love ourselves and love our neighbor as ourselves a little better. You know, if we're struggling in our relationships in life and we're feeling them very strained and broken, don't just try harder. Look at this, our relationship with God and just open ourselves more to that. To use all the means God provides to connect more deeply to God, the source of love. That's what will help us in the day-to-day struggles. So let's do this. Let's receive. And what we receive, this is what will allow us to give. Amen.